0: Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 28 The Dark Wood A Space Without Time Dorothy continued to follow Vel deeper into the world of the other side. They were now in what Vel called the Dark Wood. There was no path leading the way, and the trees grew close together some so close that they wrapped and coiled around each other like snakes. Each tree was black and twisted, the trunks covered with bulbous outgrowths, woody tumors that throbbed and pulsated. They did not have faces like the ones in Oz proper, but from their branches sprouted bright green leaves, Dorothy watched as small pixie-like creatures buzzed around the blackened vegetation, dining on the green sprouts. The trees cried out in sorrowful pain as each pixie laughed. A sappy black liquid bled from their limbs as each leaf picked left a small, opened wound. The rough terrain made travel not only difficult but tiring. The deeper they ventured in, the less leaves the trees had, the more they bled, the more they cried. It sounded like a song of misery, a song of deep lamentation, a song of painful loneliness. With the sound of the pixies' laughter long behind them, Dorothy sat down on a large black root, "'sticking out of the ground. "'She watched as Vel continued to push forth. (sighs) "'Vel,' Dorothy asked, her breath short, "'her words difficult to come by. "'Couldn't we just take a, a short break?' "'Vel turned around and said, This is far from the ideal place to rest. Trust me. Well, I'm sure it's not ideal, but my legs are killing me. Look, I'm not trying to be a baby or or difficult, I promise. I just need a little bit of a break, that's all. As the words left her mouth, she heard a loud creaking sound coming from the tree beside her. She turned and looked at it with curiosity. It's an old tree. Old forest. (laughs) Of course it would creak, she thought to herself, as if an old tree and an old house were the same thing. The creaking was followed by a scratching, pale and thin. Small at first like rats scurrying across the barn floor back in Kansas. Dorothy looked on with curiosity as the small scratching noises became louder and more frantic, going from scurrying away to desperately trying to escape. She looked at one of the growths on the tree and slowly stood up as pieces of it began to break. A small hole opened up like a bird breaking free of its shell. Instead of a beak, however, it was a pair of hands that burst from the trunk. A second pair burst from the tree behind her. She jumped at the feeling of one of them grabbing at her, touching her back. A third pair erupted from a third tree, followed by a fourth and a fifth. Don't worry, said Vel calmly. They do not want to hurt you. They simply long for the feel of the human body they no longer inhabit. The sensation of the love they never felt for themselves. Pitiful, really, when you think about it. And with that she turned and continued on her way. Dorothy said nothing in response and continued to follow her leader. As they progressed deeper still... They came across a tree larger than the rest. Its trunk, even more twisted, somehow appeared to be a deeper black than any other in the dark wood. It was not covered with tumorous growths like the rest of them. Instead, this tree only had one. Large at the base of it, front and center. Dorothy tried to ignore it, but found herself inexplicably mesmerized by it. Somehow, drawn to it. First came the creaking, then the cracking, then the scratching. It was a slow scratch at first, but as Dorothy drew nearer, it became louder and more frantic. She placed a hand to the tree as though she was trying to ease its pain or at the very least grant it some sort of comfort. She felt a strange empathy overtake her mind, body, and soul. She felt sorrow as tears streamed down her face as she caressed its oddly cool surface. It was moist, almost slimy. She stumbled backward, falling to the ground as it cracked open. A young girl climbed out of its hollow. A child, adorned in a tattered white dress, spotted with mud and filth. Long, deep scratches and lacerations ran up her arms and legs. Each wound gushed bright red blood that flowed down her body, quickly forming a pool at her feet. Her face pristine, untouched by darkness. Like the man at the edge of the river before, Dorothy felt a connection to this girl. She somehow knew this child, though she did not know how. She could not recognize her face, though she knew she had seen it somewhere before, a fragment of her past straddling the line of the remembered and forgotten. She felt uneasy as the girl approached her. A feeling of guilt bore down on her, landing on her shoulders. She couldn't tell if it was pushing or if it was pulling. A searing pain shot through her chest, a needle tipped with a frigid, cold sadness. She tried to stand, but the best she could do was climb to her knees. She watched as the girl continued to approach. Her stomach began to bubble and churn. Just like at the riverbank before, she could feel something rising inside of her, choking its way up through her throat. It was speech. (laughs) I am s sorry she cried out. Once again, she understood the words but not the deeper meaning behind them. She did not understand what compelled her to say them. I'm sorry, she screamed as the child looked into her tear-filled eyes. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry for what you went through. Sorry for what I've done. I wish I I could just take it back. Take it back. I wish I could. I wish I could undo it. I just wish is what it would do and I'm so sorry please please forgive me please the girl now within reach of Dorothy placed a single hand to her face their eyes met and locked as Dorothy gasped for air Her skin was hot, her head pounding, her heart racing. Her stomach boiled and her throat burned. A frothy excess of saliva dripped slowly from her lower lip as she heaved mildly. Every muscle in her body ached as she trembled uncontrollably. She looked the child in the eyes, not knowing what more to say. It's okay, said the girl softly. I forgive you. Your choice was yours. My choice was mine. It's not your fault. It never has been. It never will be. Dorothy smiled. Though it was short-lived, as a vine shot out from the little girl's tree, it wrapped around her petite neck and tightened. Her face went from porcelain white to deep purple in a matter of seconds. Dorothy could hear the sound of crushing bones. It was loud, deafening. The child did not fight as she was pulled back into her woody sarcophagus. Dorothy's guilt and sadness slowly faded away as the tree healed itself. A new layer of bark and wood formed where its gaping wound once was. She looked up at Vel, who had no sympathy in her eyes. Only impatience. Let's go, Vel said as she looked at Dorothy. The end of the forest is not far from here. But we still have a long way to go before we make it out of the other side.